Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Hello and welcome to another episode of Idleman Unplugged. On this episode of the podcast, Pastor Shane sits down with prominent Christian YouTuber Ruslan. We hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness, and it's only found in one place. Another pastor's highlight, uh, one of my fellow Californians mm-hmm. with me today, Pastor Shane Idleman, thank you so much for being here. Well, it's great to be on. All right. First question. Why haven't you left California yet? Everyone's leaving and moving to Texas and Florida because all the craziness here. And 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 we're yes. still here. I'll share my my reasons. I want to hear your reasons why you're and still here. And we're in Los Angeles County, you know, with, know. with our DA. and uh, I never knew Lancaster was in Los yeah, Angeles County. Yeah, the northern part of, like, right where L.A. County ends mm-hmm. is pretty close to there. So, you know, we've wrestled with this. Our church, uh, we've had at least 200 people move out in the last two years, wow. you know, with COVID. It started and then... It seems like every week, this coming week, we're, we're uh, another family's, uh, we're going to pray for them and, and they're going to leave. So I think I've always wanted to know where does God want me? Mm. You know, if, if I, I, East LA in the center of God's will, you know? And so I think a lot of people, I don't blame people if they can, mm. but I mean, as a pastor at a church, we actually planted, um, mm. we founded it. Uh, we bought some radio stations in mm. our area. Mm-hmm. And so just God has us here in the, in the and so I have, I have no desire, um, to move because if I moved, it would be the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate California. Well, mm-hmm. that's not biblically. That's yeah. not a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I am always hopeful for pastors like yourself that stay in the areas yeah. that continue wanting to do the work of Jesus to continue wanting to uh, lean in and be the contrarian voice to some of the insanity. Right. But I think one part that people miss is that California is not LA and San Francisco. True. If you go yeah. to the rest of California, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you go to Orange County, you go to San Diego County, you go really anywhere besides San Francisco and LA, yeah. they just make up the, they have the biggest population. Exactly. But the rest of California is a lot like the rest of the country. Yeah, no, there's a lot of great areas. And even people say, you know, they think we're the only, you know, solid church in California, but I can list, I mean, <laughs> dozens and dozens from, you know, MacArthur's and our, your David, Dr. David Jeremiah is down mm-hmm. here. He's on our radio network, Jack Hibbs, Rob McCoy. You know, you go up the coast, a lot of solid Calvary chapels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of Calvary chapel pastors. So there's a lot of, yeah. and I, I think, you know, as California goes, so goes the nation. And I was just speaking in Dallas, Texas, and they had a huge, you know, uh, LGBTQ parade there mm-hmm. in Austin and, and the, they're kind of going in on the Capitol mm-hmm. and, and they're having the same issues. Yeah. Uh, my friends of mine in Tennessee, Florida, Florida is mm-hmm. a little, little um, more concerned, but I don't think we're supposed to. I don't blame people that do it, but I think we need to ask the questions first, Lord, where do you want me? Yeah. And that not make a decision on emotions alone and pay alone or, yeah. Yeah. you know, or, 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 uh, persecution. Yeah. I love that. You just mentioned John MacArthur and Calvary chapel, yeah. both in the, in the same, same sentence, sentence as good That'd churches. Good you're, you're, you're my kind of guy, man. I have way more issues with MacArthur than I do Calvary yeah, chapel. I would agree. I'm sure we could, yeah. uh, we could talk more about that. Okay. So my position has always been like, why do we assume that Rome and Caesar are going right. to coddle us? 
Yep, exactly. Why, why right. is there any expectation that like, oh yeah, they're just, they're our buddies and they're just going to make it really easy to be a Christian. That's not the environment that the early church no. found themselves in. Well, and also we, we're not really exposed in America to persecution. Come on. And so a lot of times, you know, we do. And again, I want to be careful because I've got friends who have moved and they're going to like, why'd you say that? I'm not saying everyone that, that moves is outside of God's will. Mm-hmm. I think God calls people to different sure. areas. Yeah, yeah. But we have to check our motives yep. and like, why are we doing and, and God wants us, I think, sometimes in the darkest moments. Come on. And that's why a lot of people that are discouraged right now, I, I, I'm i kind of encouraged in one sense that if because I love reading revivals, mm-hmm. I've read dozens of books on revivals, yep. Welsh revivals, New Hebrews revival. And usually it's in those darkest moments that that's when God brings another spiritual that's awakening. Good. That's good. It's, it's, yeah. it's, but we want to run from the darkness. Yes. God says, no, I want you to pray and fast and bring the light to the darkness. Yep. And yep. so we're encouraged just to stay where we're at at yeah. least until God, you know, directs us elsewhere. Yeah. And that's how I came across some of your stuff is I think I was watching an interview with CBN and I think it was CBN. Oh, Billy Hollowell. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. were on there talking about revival and how it practically looks and yeah. your local church and even, you know, the callback to the Jesus revolution, yeah. the hippie revival of the fifties was, was from California it yes. was in light of all of this countercultural, uh, super free, free love, mm-hmm. lots of drugs, rock and roll, all that kind of stuff. And then out of that, you have the biggest modern revival yes. that's came out. And so do you see revival as something that's that that's happening here now? Or do you see we're like on the cusp of it? Because obviously we saw uh, Osbury yeah. revival. Um, we're seeing the gospel seemingly go out further than ever just mm-hmm. through social media, online, tic- even TikTok, right? Right. You're seeing more and more people that are maybe not all the way Jesus following, but Jesus curious. Yes. So what, where would you say in terms of like your, your, your hand on the pulse of revival? Right it, now? Like a couple of things. It depends of course on the definition of revival. Okay. Yep. You know, how, how are we defining it to what scope? And then a lot of times, you know, I've kind of got convicted of this myself um, is, is we compare, you know, if I'm reading a book from Duncan, Duncan Campbell in the new Hebrides revivals, 1950s, I'm like, Oh, this is exactly how it's going to happen here. Mm. Or Evan Roberts, 1904 or Azusa street, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we're not seeing it this massive level, but um, I'm on, you know, we're, I'm on different calls with different pastors in different states mm-hmm. and they're having services every single night of the week. We're going to start that again soon. Mm-hmm. People are being saved, delivered, uh, baptisms, you know, it's spiritually alive. Churches are definitely experiencing a major of revival. Mm-hmm. You know, services are going a couple of hours long. They're not in a hurry. I, we're just not seeing on a massive you know, level where Asbury, yeah. if you think about it, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you also, God is a God of wisdom. You've yeah. got to have the staff yep. that can man. I mean, we, we've went seven, we've went 14 nights in a row before mm-hmm. two, three hours Sheesh. a night. And by the end of that second week, I mean, laundry piled up. You, got, you, got, you got responsibilities. Up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> wow. So, you know, I think, I think God in his wisdom. Um, so I think there's measures of revival absolutely all yeah. over the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't, how do you define it? You know, revival, the biblical definition is God awakening his people. Mm-hmm. And that's different than salvations. Yeah. Yeah. Which you is, know, which Pastor Greg yeah. Laurie would define it as awakening versus revival within the context exactly. of the church. Yeah. 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 This, it, it, terminology really, really matters. And then yeah. you have a lot of churches, real conservative churches who don't talk about revival. Yeah. Uh, don't get too emotional during worship. Yeah. You know, don't come to the altar. God forbid. Yeah. And so I, I see a lot of these alive churches. Yeah. We call them the frozen you know. chosen. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I just preached on that revelation of the dead church, you know, the frozen chosen. And I uh, have a lot of friends in that type of movement, but yeah. man, there's just not a lot of spiritual life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I think 
what you pointed out about the Osbury revival in that God is a practical God. Yeah. You guys went, you said 14 nights? 14 nights, yeah. 14 nights, yeah. I mean, you got, you got regular, like normal stuff that you got to deal with. Oh, absolutely. I got to roll the, 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 the trash yeah. down to five the street. Kids, for five the, kids. You got five kids. Yeah. I got two, right? Um, so I think the fact that, that it happened in Osbury the way it did yes. seems super fascinating, super interesting. But what people will then want is to see what happened there and then want to take it back yeah. to their own church and want to stir up this like, well, we're just going to go for X amount of days nonstop. Right. And that's not how everyone's life is set mm-hmm. up. So and, I, wh- where's that tension there? Because I think oftentimes people want that super zealous, radical. And then what you see is oftentimes in their zeal for Jesus. And I was just reading First Thessalonians. And it's this church in the middle of, of Greece. Um, and Paul is writing them and he's like, I'm, I'm pumped you're saved. There's mm-hmm. some persecution bringing, breaking out. By the way, don't be sexually immoral, which is always interesting with these churches, right? He's always like, yeah. don't be sexually immoral. Right. I'm glad that you're saved. But like, stop being sloppy. Like, continue to work. Continue to 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 be useful. Continue mm-hmm. to not be dependent on other people. And it almost seems like it was already foreshadowed in the scriptures that sometimes when people get super zealous for the moves of God, they'll get sloppy with their day-to-day life. With the doctrine, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and so to answer the question you know, specifically is that healthy tension. Um, and that's why I say spirit led, but doctrinally sound. Come on. You know, you've, you've got to stay buried in the word, focus on holiness and, and seeking the heart of God and brokenness and humility, and then, um, getting excited about what God can do. But we're, we found out that a good idea isn't always a God idea. Mm -hmm. Good good. ideas will drain you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think there is something saying, Lord, we're going to, because we're getting ready to start it again in in October and just go every night. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's something in stepping out in faith Mm -hmm. and say, the more you seek me, the more you find me. Yeah. And stepping out in faith, Lord, we trust you. And I don't think you can go wrong doing that. But a lot of people, you know, they, especially charismatic communities, it's it's that overzealous, you know, God's not, doesn't care how high you jump. He want to know how straight you walk when you mm-hmm. come down. Yep. Yep. And yep. so I think it's a healthy t- tension of being excited. And we come with the spirit of expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a church of the living God. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen incredible things take place, yeah. and um, so I, I think I think you can find that that balance. But you have to have sound doctrine, good theology, because in the midst of revival, mm-hmm. the, the enemy's working. Come on, big time. Yep. And a lot of times we can say, you know what? I don't want to quench your spirit. I don't want to grieve the spirit. Let's if it's odd, it's God. Let's just. But God actually mm-hmm. calls us to shepherd mm-hmm. and to lead and to discern and to 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 carefully oversee what's going on. So I don't think a person's quenching and grieving if yeah. they're trying to discern: is this legitimate? Is this right. real? What right. do you know? What 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 do we want to do with this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I think people are attempting to be good Bereans. Yeah. Uh, I think the flip side of that, you said, if it's, what do you say? If it's odd, it's not God. No. Well, some people say if it's odd, it's God. If it's odd, it's God. Yeah. Then you have some people that say if it's odd, it's not, not God. God. True. Right. And so you, you, you have this tension, but, but I do think there's a component where people could be so heavenly minded that they have no earthly good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think sometimes the pursuit of revival or the pursuit of, I need a new word. I need a new revelation. Mm-hmm. I need a new, uh, where's the prophet? Where's he, where's the yeah. apostle? Where's these guys? I need, I need an impartation of, of this thing. And then the practical aspect of living out God's ways and pursuing holiness as we see all throughout the scripture. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that often that it's not what the prophets are saying is what is God saying every day 
every day to you in his word. Come on. I mean, that has to be the ground. And you do see that those people that are always looking for that word or always looking for this. They're not really grounded in the scripture because yeah. that's yeah. our main. Yeah. That's our main source of I'm all for the yeah. gifts of the Holy Spirit and yes. leading and thank God for that. Yep. But if you don't have the foundation, the grounding, because every thought I get isn't God. Yeah, that's good. You know, that's good. Well, I always ask people like you want a new word or you want to go to a new conference or you want a new mm-hmm. thing. Have you done the last thing God asked you to do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because I believe God speaks. Right. I think a lot of times God will speak through his scriptures. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think God can speak through to us personally, through community, through yeah. uh, elders, pastors. People will know something they're supposed to do and not do it and then be seeking another yeah, revelation. Absolutely. And it's yeah. like, well, what are we doing? Yeah. You have to start at that first. When I teach through God's will, I talk about starting at that first spot of obedience. And a lot of times we're, we're confused on God's will because we're not. I mean, here's an example. You probably see this a lot. You know, a couple's come to us and they, they're, they're so confused about should they get married or not? Mm-hmm. Well, you need to stop living together first. Mm-hmm. And then God's will is going to become. Come on more clear yes. as you begin to obey and those other stop sleeping together. So, yeah. you know, make, but we're so wanting to know the, the, the far end of God's will. We yeah. forget about the, the little day to day choices of obedience. Yeah. I, I would define it as if we want to be in God's will, we have to start living our life God's way. Yes. Yeah. And so if we're living God's way, how do we do relationships? How do we do dating? Well, you, right. you got to stop being sexually immoral, but right. it's not okay. Right. You want God's blessing and God's will over that. Start doing your relationship. God's, way right. and then you will be in God's will. And I think this is true for finances. I think this is true for fitness. I think this is true for so many different aspects. And something I see in 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 Christianity oftentimes is this compartmentalization mm-hmm. where people will take, oh my relationship with my significant other is separate than my faith or my finances is separate than my faith or my health and fitness is separate than my faith. But it's really just compartmentalizing, which I think is really unhealthy. Right. And especially on this topic of revival you know, again, studying all these different revivals, they were always with, without a shadow of a doubt, the product of obedient yeah. people seeking the face of God through prayer and fasting. And yep. God answered that mm-hmm. without obedience and holiness, not perfection, yep. you know, but there's, there's gotta be that desire to yep. repent and get our hearts right before the Lord. And then he begins to, you know, pour his blessings upon those types of people. So yeah. on one hand, I think we're, we're ready for revival and it's our, to me, it's our only hope. There is no plan B. Yep. There's no election that's going to secure this. We are, the Titanic has been struck. Yeah. So without an, a spiritual awakening of God reviving his people, I don't have a lot of hope, Yeah. Um, but I do have a lot of hope in that. However, is the church really ready? Mm. You know, business as usual is not going to cut it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, let's mm-hmm. get through a quick little sermon. Let's do a few songs. Let's hit the buffet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got to have times of seasons of prayer and fast and open the church every night if we need to, or get in the, get on your face before God every morning. And, and that's really pulling down heaven because revival, you can't work it up. God has to bring it down. That's good. So you go to some churches, you know, it's all about loud and loud and how, Mm -hmm. you know, how loud can I pray and let's dance around. And that's not, you know, that's just a a performance. God's got to bring it down from heaven. You can't work it up like a pep rally. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Some of the pushback that we saw with, with the Osbury thing is that it was too emotional. Mm-hmm. There was a massive Christian publica- publication recently that in response, kind of in response, they didn't say it overtly, but I think in response to some of the um, Secrets of Hillsong documentary, I'm right, not sure if right. you sat with that, but they kind I did of, after you, after yeah, your story they, on it. They go into a lot of um, worship is emotional manipulation. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with who's leading you in it? This right. is a major Christian publication that's, right. that's writing these sorts of articles. I, again, I think kind of in response to that, w- what do you make of this notion that like 
revivals are emotional or worship is emotional, man, quote unquote manipulation. Yeah. And, and, and how do you filter through that? Well, the, the, the quick version. Sure. Um, and I know there's, there's after that, the CBN interview went out on revival. I mean, 120,000 views or something. I mean, I got all kinds of, you know, uh, what I call modern day Pharisees or mm -hmm. judgmental Jerry's and mm -hmm. critical Cathy's. And it was a lot of that. Well, it's just emotional. It's just right, emotional. Right, 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 right. And I actually reached out to three. I'm not going to say I'm, you know, unless you want me to, but well-known ministries who are, you know, I would say heresy hunters. I said, Hey, let's talk about this. And none of them, mm. they all declined. Mm. Uh, no, I don't have time. Uh, no, we're not interested. Well, well you're, you're sitting here calling out things that and you don't want to dialogue with it. Right, so right. Uh, number one is, uh, can something be uh, uh, emotionally, um, manipulated. Absolutely. You know, you get the, a worship leader there that's hooked to mm -hmm. and a group that's just trying to sick it ticket sales and, and just drawing because motion worship is powerful. And so there, there is an emotional aspect that if, if it's in the hands of the wrong person, yep, 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 yep. but on the flip side, what about God given emotions? Yeah. Like when you hold your newborn mm -hmm. or the joy of, 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 of God has given us emotions. It's good. It's good. So when you're truly worshiping God in spirit and in truth, I think emotions should follow. Come on. So my question back to them would be, why aren't you emotional? Could That's it be good. that you've never had a radical experience with the power of God? Yeah. Because yeah. that will break you. That yep. will humble you. Yep. Tears will flow. You can sing amazing grace. How sweet this. And you just, the emotions are God given. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of these people, I feel bad for them. I don't think they've ever just experience that powerful moving of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're usually against this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, and, and I, that's why I said, you've got thousands of college kids, people traveling from all over to go to the altar, to pray, to worship, and they're emotional and they're weeping. How that's a bad thing. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. it's, it's just, you know what it reminds no me of? It reminds me of a lot of the stuff in them in the men's, they call it the men's rights, men's rights space, the manosphere, the red pill. And it's, it's, it becomes an overcompensation mm -hmm. for what we've would see as like the feminization of men telling yeah. men they need to be more emotional telling men they need to be more vulnerable all these sorts of things right. and then they have trouble distinguishing when to be stoic oh i see yeah which is a good thing yeah men should be stoic at times versus when to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and who to be vulnerable with right so it's almost like the, the, this frozen chosen overcompensation that because emotions can be manipulated and because emotions can be messy and can be dangerous, right. we're just going to err on the side of like, see. Yeah, never yeah, cry, yeah, never yeah. let your wife see that you're hurting, never let your children see that you're hurting. And they're very similar paradigms. Yeah. And it's an overcorrection. Yeah. It's an overcorrection. And fortunately for, for many people that what we refer to, you probably do too, you know, spirit filled mm -hmm. that, that boldness of the spirit, that unction of the spirit, that anointing of the spirit through brokenness, humility, mm -hmm. then you're able to discern this is when I need to be bold in right. this decadent culture. And I need to stand up against this agenda that's coming after our kids. And when I need, need to weep at the altar and ask God to fill me with the spirit and, and, and with, through that direction of the Holy spirit, I think you can find that wonderful balance because we have to remember the, the, the primary fruit of someone filled with the spirit is not weirdness or emotionalism it's yeah. boldness yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah boldness to witness boldness to confront this culture yeah and then also there are seasons of just i mean who's a perfect example david mm -hmm. talk about i don't know of anybody more manly than david yep. yet read his psalms i pant as a deer pants after the the my the soul my the brook my soul pants after thee and he yep. would he was dancing when the ark of the lord came into mm -hmm. the to the to the city again and you see this wonderful balance of strength but yeah. we do need more masculinity yes that's i i hear them on that one it's it's yeah. this this 
uh, and maybe emotionalism. You can also see, you know, the lights and the smoke and, uh, you got the worship leader up there with the clicks in their ear. They got it just right. And, <laughs> and you got, you know, skinny jeans and, uh, you know, uh, I think, I think those are out officially, by the are way. They, are they? I okay, think skinny good. jeans are out. We're back to baggy pants. Back to bag- okay. I, you know, everyone's dressing like, like I did when I was in high school. So yeah, those, those trends swapped out really quick. Um, in, in terms of, Seeing some of this stuff with celebrity pastors, right. we mentioned Secrets of Hillsong. Uh, we've seen, you know, some of these guys fall. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys kind of sh- seemingly stray in their theology and kind of start saying some wonky stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you make of that aspect, the celebrity culture aspect as a as a pastor? I mean, you you pastor a good sized church, eight hundred yeah. people in Lancaster. That's a that's no small feat. Yeah. Um, way bigger than the average church. What do you what do you make of all that? It, I mean, it's it's. It's an interesting topic because I've actually, um, on some of my books, I've had to go and remove cover quotes mm. from some of the, you oh, know, wow. some, from, from, uh, you know, Calvary Chapel, Bob Coy, you know, uh, back then and Doug Wilson with other American foundation, another guy had a room. So I, and I've dealt with these guys, I've talked to them, um, even p- pastors close to me and I've written an article, you know, seven reasons why Christian leaders fall. Mm. Um, I think it's on my website, but so hold on just, just so I'll make sure I'm trying, I'm tracking yeah. you had pastors right quotes, endorsements for, endorsements for your book right. that you then had to go and remove, remove those endorsements, endorsements. Yep. because they of, fell because they fell or because of questionable in all those cases it was because they fell doug wilson uh what's his son's name uh, i don't remember his son's name yeah he was with uh what is that group called i know doug wilson's the he's the post-millennial theomany guy yeah i think it's his, his son uh-huh his son uh, was with American something foundation. Uh-huh. Um, and so removing, he, he, he was with his nanny and things uh-huh. like that. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So that if, would make sense why you would want to. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bob Coy, you know, okay. Calvary I'm not Chapel, familiar with those other guys, Calvary Chapel, Florida, mega church. Uh-huh. Um, and um, wow, that's, that's crazy. It's crazy. That, that you got all these mm-hmm. endorsements for a book that you then had to remove. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I've been, uh, I talked to James McDonald, right. When that happened with his church and mm. I was going to have him on our radio network, we were on talking on Twitter a little while ago. I was going to have him on the podcast again. And so we had to pull his, his walk in the word off of our radio network mm. kind of right when that was happening. The, the, this recent time where it happened? That was, uh, no, not that one in San Diego. Cause I was in San Diego. Yeah, this that was, one is, that was uh, when it first happened three, four years ago. Before, yeah. Okay. I yeah. remember that. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, and so we had it all ready to go and we just, we backed it off for the elders wanted to get more information on that. And, um, and so, and, and having people in my area, you know, I was, I was kind of going to consider, uh, um, X 29 with Mark Driscoll mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when Perry Noble, when he fell and of course, and Bill Heibold. Yep. And I mean, it's like, yep. you know, we don't want to mention names, names but it's real. It's out there. Yep. Uh, Ted yep. Haggard, I knew who was on his accountability group mm-hmm. and, uh, he just walked away from that. Mm. And so <clears throat> long to answer that number one, we have to realize, uh, the ability to fall is in all of us. Yeah. And so the minute you think that'll never happen to yeah, me, yeah, that's good. That will happen to you. Yeah, yeah. But and, for the grace of God. But for the grace of yeah, God, yeah. you know why? It's all. And it, it, there's a book out there. It talks about it interviews the top 280 Christian men who fell. Mm. And at the top of their 280 280 Christian men who fell in the last 25 years or so. Yeah. yeah. At the top of their list was it will never happen to me. Mm. It will never happen to me. Mm. Pride gets in there. Yep. And then the second, they're on the top. They're all closely related. The second thing was uh, too busy. Mm. No more time for God. I don't have time for my morning morning devotionals mm. where you get up and you repent. You get your heart right before God. You get into the mix. You're so busy. You're God's man. Mm. You're God's man. Hey, King David syndrome. Right, 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 and right. then that will take you down. 80% of them counseled women. Mm. 80% of those people counseled. Alone. 
Yeah, alone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, you know, you have all these precautions um, and things, but your heart has to be right. It has to come from the heart. Mm-hmm. So um, whether it's, you know, alcohol in Perry Noble's case or Driscoll leadership or James mm-hmm. McDonald or sexual morality and a lot of things, it can happen to all of us. Mm-hmm. So when you know, Lord, like you say, by the grace of God, there go I, Lord, keep me humble, keep me broken. Mm-hmm. And you have to be teachable. Mm-hmm. You have to be open to constructive criticism, uh, be transparent with your elder board. And you, when you're walking even close to uh, that fire, you know, you, you, you expose it because mm-hmm. sin can only grow in the darkness. Yep. Yep. So if you say, hey, I'm man, there's this you know, uh, give ex- examples. Um, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to meet with this, this woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, you know, younger than me and mm-hmm. there's a track. I'm not going to, not going to meet with her mm-hmm. or, you know, different scenarios can mm-hmm. play out. You just have to use that wisdom yep. that, like, and I think that's what happened to all these cases. You, one, one thing about large ministries is it's not necessarily always God. Mm. That could just be a charismatic speaker wow. in a big community yeah. with good worship. Wow. You're a good speaker with great worship yep. and your kid's room looks like Disneyland. You're going to grow. Sheesh. No way around it. Yeah. And so you start thinking, I don't, I don't need to spend time with God. I don't need to repent. Mm. This will never happen to me. And mm. then the enemy takes us, it takes us down with pride. So, mm. and I, I, I planted the church 13 years ago, just on our own, non-denominational and uh, three or four pastors that I knew at the same time, none of them are still, uh, and planted the churches that they, they initially planted Jeez. because it's, it's, it, it's, but I've never, I never planned on how hard ministry is because yeah. you live in a fish bubble. You can't, you got to stay vigilant. You got to stay broken. Your family life, your marriage has to be uh health. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even like A.W. Tozer, his mm-hmm. wife said, A.W. Tozer loved the Lord, but I don't know if he loved me. Jeez. And uh, reading his bio, you can see that, um, you know, that, 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 that all of us, you know, Charles Stanley too, an example. And, mm-hmm. um, and so just that, that vigilant to work on your marriage, work on your family. And I go to my kids and I said, guys, is there anything? I just this last week, mm-hmm. I said, is am I on Monday? Who I am on Sunday? It's mm, good. And if not, you have permission to tell me. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to defend. Mm. And praise God, it was good. So, yeah. and yeah. then my wife sometimes, you know, um, uh, funny story. I don't know if I should tell. I haven't told Pastor Abram this, but uh, <laughs> we're, we're talking about if I ever take another sabbatical because yeah. I just because I work seven days a week. I got so much going on. I, so when I take time off, it's a chunk of time. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's necessary right now. You know, everything's going good. You're, you know, so she doesn't feel that. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, you know, I want to run things through her and Mm -hmm. as well. Um, But yeah, so that, that answers your question. Yeah. You have, the more humble a person is and broken and time in the prayer closet with the Lord, you're not Mm going to, it's hard to fall when you're always on your knees. Yeah. That's good. It's hard to fall when you're always on your knees. And so all these guys, they're, they're too busy. Yeah. They're too busy to put God first. Are there precautions you would recommend that you take in terms of elder boards, in terms of accountability locally of people so that the power isn't all consolidated. I was listening to the Jeremy Foster situation and uh, one of the gentlemen from that who actually helps healthy churches now did a podcast and they were talking mm-hmm. about how the, the, the people that could speak into Jeremy Foster's life, all of a sudden they started getting pushed further and further out. Oh, I see. And there became these new people that would be like, 
he walks in like what's the what's the matter why does your staff not respect you and he's like what are you talking about he's like they didn't stand up when you walked in you know like it's like these little things where outside voices and the power gets consolidated and then before you know it you need a release you need right and Mm -hmm. and and then it just all kind of compiles what are some practical things that pastors for pastors that you do you guys implement in terms of just healthy boundaries and support for you well i think it, it was hard at first when we started the church because you know you want the pastors, the lead pastor, the visionary, they kind of want, they don't want to be stifled because, mm-hmm. you know, in a plurality of elders, it's a blessing or it can be, if you've got the wrong guys, it can be really detrimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you need approval to like go buy a pencil, yes, right. <laughs> I'm being, no, yeah. I'm being facetious, but like sometimes it can be very difficult yeah. to get stuff done with the plurality exactly. of elders. But that's what we decided to set up and it's been a blessing for us. Mm-hmm. And so the elders, um, you know, they can go to my wife, Hey, how's your marriage doing? How is Shane doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so that open transparency, uh, of course, no one's perfect. Sure. You know, there's, we're, we're, man, the enemy is coming after leaders, mm-hmm. you know, like never before. Mm-hmm. And so that, and even, you know, accountability software, like any type of mm-hmm. questionable website will be emailed to my wife. Mm. Um, and people say, well, you, know, you shouldn't have to do that. No, I don't have to do it, but I, I like as much transparent. If yeah. you don't want to do those things, leave your phone out with the password. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't counsel women of the opposite Maybe one time or you see them, but you know, you, you start to put these, these things in place. Yeah. They, they're, they're safeguards, yes. but they're not absolute. Yeah. You know, it's like, they're not going to keep me from anything if the heart's not right. Mm -hmm. But if the heart's right and you're wanting to pursue God, you definitely good to put up. I mean, wisdom, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. And, and so I think there are, but there are some like uh, Calvary Chapel, Chuck Smith was a mosaic form of church government where it's the the pastor is the lead pastor Mm -hmm. or Foursquare, Mm -hmm. and they don't have a plurality of elders, Mm. but Chuck managed it well. And, uh, but a lot of other guys don't because you, then who you, nobody, you don't answer to anybody. It's that's, that's a little dangerous as a lead pastor. If nobody, you don't answer to anybody, you kind of call the shots. Um, So we have things that really balance off it. It, That's, that's what I would recommend to many pastors. Or if if they're in a setup where they can't, because it's not a plurality of elders, Mm -hmm. they should have guys in their life uh, that can speak into them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you keep, um, Kind of hinting at the Billy Graham rule, it sounds like, in oh, terms yeah. of the yeah, whole, yeah, like, yeah. don't, don't count exactly. women by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, the pushback to that will be, well, that's uh, misogynistic and sexist. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Men and women can't be right. friendly without there's something sexual happening. And I think it kind of becomes an unfair uh, judgment in mm-hmm. the sense, like, with, with the Matt Chandler situation, who seemingly oh, yeah, yeah. called his own foul. Yeah, I never quite understood that one. Yeah, and then and then it was like, there's no way that this is all that happened. Yeah, right. And then and but then they go, or and if this is all that happened, which is I think he made a joke in a a direct message about alcohol or something like that, right? Of course, gesturing. So he calls his own foul. He he takes a break. But then the the flip side to that argument, so one is like, no, he's guilty. We know he's guilty. There's no way this is happening. But if this is all that happened, well, then this is just misogynistic patriarchy that doesn't allow men Mm. and women to be friends. And I'm like, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. (laughs) There has to be something more here. But if it's not, this is patriarchy and toxic. And I think it was pretty healthy what Matt did because you, you said, hey, here's what happened. Elders decide I take some time off. I think it's it's a good model to mm-hmm, follow. Mm-hmm. You show how serious the the, the ministry is, yep. and um, but to answer your question, um, yeah, I think I mean we we enter we uh, we dialogue with the opposite all the time. So do we services. But you're gonna if you're counseling intimate mm-hmm. setting where they're going through emotional thing and they're gonna latch on to yep. uh, uh, sometimes the counselor yep. does not not me yep. anybody who's counseling them. They're going through marriage issues. Right. right. 
you know, you're going to, they're going to be, and then if, if there is an attraction of the counselor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe their marriage isn't where it should be, that's just, mm-hmm. to me, that's fertile ground for the enemy. Yep. So it has yep. nothing to do with chauvinism or, yep. or overly extreme. Hey, that's just wise. Yep. Yep. Why am I going to put myself in the enemy's camp? Yep. And so, yeah, you know, no, I think that's yeah. good. Um, in terms of some of the hot topic conversation, women pastors versus women preachers, um, we're seeing everything always kind of goes to the fringes and the extremes. Always, yeah. Right? You see some people that say, nope, women shouldn't ever teach in a right. church. I see other people saying, no, women could do everything and they could go plant churches. How do you navigate that conversation? I mean, to me, the, you know, the Bible uh, is, is fairly clear, you know, with the qualifications of an elder, it, it doesn't give qualifications for a female mm-hmm. elder. Uh, and we know that Paul said that the women should not usurp the authority over the man. So to me, it boils down to who's the spiritual head, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think women serve in all capacities, incredible gift to the body. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would not be a church without them leading prayer meetings, incredible. But when you're talking about the spiritual oversight yep. and, and the man has to submit underneath the woman, mm-hmm. that's where I think it, it's, it's, so it's not, um, that's where the word complementarian comes from. Yep. You compliment Compliment. each other. Yep. Yep. doesn't yep. mean better than. Yes. It, it means I'm going to go before and possibly die for or give my life for or guard because that's how God designed me. Mm-hmm. And the woman should not usurp that spiritual authority that mm-hmm. co- she, I shouldn't sit underneath her spiritual covering. Mm-hmm. So that's where it gets confusing. And I don't know why they use the word like a woman pastor because the pastor in the Greek mm-hmm. means the bishop, overseer, elder. Mm-hmm. Underneath, and there's people underneath them, mm-hmm. men. So I, I just think we, they get a little bit loosey goosey with that word pastor, mm-hmm. whether woman's director, woman's oversight. Yeah. But it, and that's why I think there's a lot of confusion. Even if you talk to, um, I've got friends in the Foursquare who have women pastors at their mm-hmm. churches, mm-hmm. but they they would agree that oh yeah no they can't be you know the senior pastor sure. over men. Sure. But when we use the word pastor, we mean over this group of of women. Yeah. So I think it just gets confusing because that term. Yeah. Normally means you're, you're going to think men are underneath their spiritual covering, mm-hmm. but then I've met boy, oh boy, how many incredible women missionaries who planted churches in mm-hmm. Colombia mm-hmm. or Africa, mm-hmm. and they were the pastor. And so mm-hmm. I think it's not it's not uh, the rule doesn't the exception doesn't make it the rule. Yeah, and God will use whoever, whenever. But the the ideal, the design mm-hmm. is for the man to lead in the area of spiritual covering Mm -hmm. of the church or the family. Yeah. It sounds like what I'm hearing you say is yes to women functioning in whatever ministry gifting they have. No to women overseer, lead pastor, church planter as a scriptural, as a scriptural guideline. guideline. That doesn't mean there can't be exceptions to the rules. As you pointed out in Colombia, I'm sure there's underground churches in China and North Korea that are being led by women. But in terms of the the order that God has, that that would be the way you would right, look at it. Absolutely. What do you make of the Southern Baptists back and forth with Rick Warren? And and in, in, and this is this is the trippy part about that. Even in that, there seems to be a subtle disagreement between him and his successor on this exact topic. Mm-hmm. Where Rick was asked this, I believe, by CBN, and he flat out said, "Even elders, he's okay mm-hmm. with women pastors, even elders," and. His successor, I'm, I don't remember his name right now. I feel terrible. But the guy that took over Saddleback, yeah, 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 yeah. seems to be solid, said, 
we don't believe women could be elders, but women could be pastors. And then I, I have a follow-up question. So have you, have you kind of kept up with some of yeah, that? Yeah, a little bit. And, and I would uh, definitely disagree with Rick's thought there mm-hmm. because he has no biblical right. grounds whatsoever. Right. I mean, just ask that. Okay, what, okay, let's say a woman can be an elder. What, what's her qualifications? Mm-hmm. And I remember I asked the guy that, and he goes, well, the same as a man. Right. Same. I go, well, so she's supposed to be the, the husband of one wife? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it, it rules family well. Right, I mean, right, 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 there's right. just no qualifications there. Mm-hmm. Jesus chose tr- tr- twelve men to lead, and mm-hmm. we're not downplaying right. what, what what we thank God for women. You mm-hmm. know, that's mm-hmm. why we compliment each other. Yeah. Um, but then again, he he goes, but they can't be pastors. Okay, well, if you just if you just have Pastor Carrie, okay, Pastor Karen. Mm-hmm. Over what? You right. see, okay, that can get confusing. Yes. Like somebody comes to a church. Hey, I'm Pastor Carrie. Nice to meet you. Okay, so are you my pastor? The man would ask. Mm-hmm. I've seen this a lot. They come in. Mm. Oh no, no, I'm oh, pastor. Of, I'm pastor of women's ministry. Mm-hmm. Oh, pa- and so that term I think is just using. Yeah, why? Why use the term? Mm-hmm. Why use the term pastor if, mm-hmm. if if you look up the Greek meaning of it, mm-hmm. overseer, bishop, elder, mm-hmm. the 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 spiritual covering of the church mm-hmm. is that that pastor. Yeah. I now think, there's pastoral roles. Yes. Maybe that's what they're yeah. saying. I think, I think this would actually come down if I were, if I were to be completely honest, I think this would actually come down to a denominational slant or, or yeah. like theological. Vineyard. Yeah. yeah. I think because what we would see is there are certain camps, I would say more of the Southern Baptists, definitely more reformed, more Calvinistic leaning folks that would say, Pastor, when they use the word pastor, they mean elder, yep. overseer, planter. Yep. And other folks that would say, no, when we say pastor, uh, we're using the word where in the New Testament, I think it's only used twice, and it's more translated to shepherd yep. in the Greek, right. right? And so one side is saying, well, a shepherd is a pastor, and the other side is saying, well, you could be a shepherd, but not an elder and an overseer right. in the semantics and as long it. as you're not shepherding men, well, yeah. So, they? so, so that's a great question. Yeah. So, like at, at at my church, we've had we we only have men elders, right? Um, the, the, this I've been at this church for a while, and I've seen the position evolve on this, and we could talk offline about it. Uh, but we do have a woman's pastor, got it, who is in her late fifties. She's she's the executive pastor. She was the women's ministry okay. pastor, um, and she'll even teach. But they will always make the caveat. We only have men elders, men mm-hmm. planters, okay. right? So it's kind of like a, it's like a, it becomes a semantics yeah. game to an extent. But I'm actually with you in that it's kind of confusing. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's kind of confusing. What are we saying by that? Because you're right in that in the first Timothy passage, it says teach and usurp authority, that they're kind of one in the same, right. right? And so I think it's a it's an interesting balance where it, it is, it's going to go to one extreme or the and other. And we're trying to correct the abuses in the church too. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I mean... I've seen some extremes out there where, you know, if, if our worship director, she's a female, mm-hmm. you know, in the past, if she were to pray, mm-hmm. women can't pray in right. church. Well, it's like, right. what the, right, right, you right, know, right, it's right. just this other extreme is yes. so rigid and, yes. and so yes. keeping women just at home, yeah. barefoot and pregnant all the time. Yep. 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 yep you yep. know, and that, that's not healthy that's not, either. That's not healthy either. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the other extreme is, yeah. You the, know, yeah. Anything. And, but, but uh, I'm listening to you, you. It sounds like you would be okay with a woman using her teaching gift. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. What about with men in the room and in a conference? What it, it depends on, you know, if she is like, would you guys ever have Jackie Hill Perry come preach? Jackie Hill Perry is not a pastor. She's not ordained to be a pastor, but she will teach on Sunday mornings with men in the audience. I'm not I'd, sure if you know. Yeah, I'd probably Perry. talk with our elders because I don't want to get so rigid to where you know you, you can't allow anything. But mm-hmm. I think the context of Paul is their spiritual authority, mm-hmm. and they're 
and that's a good point. Can a woman ever teach a man? Like, can my mom teach me? Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, can, and Graham Lotz, K. Yeah. Arthur, have yes. I ever gleaned stuff from yes. them? Yep. Their devotionals, yep. powerful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one lady, I, I sent a video out of this Pentecostal woman preacher, Vera, I think her name is, and mm-hmm. man, fire, yep. unbelievable, anointed yep. message. So yep. I think women should use their gift, preaching, teaching, yep. but it does turn out they're at the pulpit. Now they're yep. opening God's word. Now they're teaching the men there versus are they sharing their story about testimony and mm-hmm. the power of God mm-hmm. versus are they actually going to teach the word of God systematically, mm. you know, if it's just a one-time thing. Yeah. So I think it, you know, it's, it's yeah. hard to put a, 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 I, w- a I would say blanket. like our, our women's pastor or executive pastor it has, is more of like a spiritual mom to yeah, me exactly. in, in the sense that, um, yeah, she's, she's definitely taught me some things. And the reason why I'm doing a lot of this is because she <laughs> helped me transition off staff yeah. when I was at the church. Yeah. I was like, I think, you know, you need to be courageous and, go and do your own thing, you yep. know? And it was, and it was really cool. And even in a dynamic, she, her husband is very masculine, definitely yeah. the head of the relationship, you know? So it's an interesting dynamic that they have, but I, I, I see what you're saying in terms of how it could be confusing. Um, but to and, answer your question, I think like a one time, if, if, if they become the teacher, like yeah. and men are under their authority and, mm-hmm. and learning from them, that's yeah. where you kind of cross that line a little bit. Sure. But if it's just, you know, sharing from the pulpit and that's where with John MacArthur and Beth, Beth Moore and John McCarthy, yeah. the whole debate a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, that was interesting too, because I think women can go and evangelize yeah. and, 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 and preach. To have a, some have a teaching ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah which, which Beth has. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with Beth Moore, so I can't. Speak. Yeah. Like, a lot of, yeah. Her, her theology. I, don't, I have literally, yeah. I think I've maybe heard a clip of her. Solid 20 years ago now. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, yeah I, yeah. I really don't know. So in turn, you, you brought up John MacArthur. Um, I think that the, 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 again, I would say he's more of on the extreme side of For things sure, yeah. with regards to how he views women in doing anything Gifts in the ministry. Spirit, yeah. yeah, and I and I just go, ah, oh, man, I, I don't, I don't know with that because we see women in the New Testament doing absolutely, stuff, yeah. right? We see, yeah. I mean, the first ones to the empty tomb were women mm-hmm. taking the message back to the apostles, right? So I think we see God uniquely using women. There's obviously the uh, Aquila and Perquila, there's Phoebe. We don't know the specific roles of what they are what they were doing, but it definitely seems to be an extreme with some of the folks on the reformed end of yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really know, I don't really know how to reconcile that for them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, I mean, you can't because it's, it's that the women should not, I don't allow women to teach in church yeah, or pray, yeah. you know? And so that's pretty, but if you, you just think this through a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. pray in what setting, teach in what setting, sure. of course they're, you know, they're counseling, they're teaching, they're, yeah. you know, they've, they're, they've got incredible gifts that, yeah. that God has given them. But to me, the whole context is usurping the authority over the man. Yeah. And as long as that's not happening, yeah. you know, yeah. I think there's some freedom there. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Okay. Um, so in terms of some of the stuff we've been seeing in culture, uh, have you been keeping up with some of the protests, um, specifically in Glendale with the Armenians pushing back against the LGBTQ in the schools? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and now in, in Maryland, it's now, uh, it's, it's now Muslims stepping in, which they don't know how to report that. Right. Cause they could be like Christian, you know, anti, you know, if it's Christians, it's anti, they they don't know what to do. All the Muslim headlines say, don't, don't say anti. It's just more like parents protest, yeah, yeah, yeah. these sorts of things. Uh, what do you make of of that? Where I went into the weeds on it, and I and I got to the crux of the issue. And the crux of the issue seems to be parents aren't allowed to opt out of uh, elementary school, right? Pride participation, not uh, said 
social studies and history, parents aren't allowed to opt out of that at an elementary school level. That's what's happening in Glendale. Um, and I, I, I'm 99% sure it's the same thing that's happening in Maryland and yes. a lot of these protests. Because historically, like when I was in school, I remember my buddies that were Christians in elementary oh, yeah, school, you could just opt out. Yeah. For said you could opt out. Yeah. But now you can't opt out. You can still opt out of said, but you cannot opt out of all these other things. All these other things yeah. that are being taught. Yeah, I just I a couple months ago spoke at a local school board district where they're allowing this perverted into these this mm -hmm. elementary school kids, yeah. and, and I called these these people out yeah. on the board, mm -hmm. and so this is this is uh, in, inexcusable. Yeah. But yeah, what's happening is if you've heard Biden talk or anybody, the the, the children are the property of the state. Yeah, I can't I can't believe know. he just said that. Like that's insane. Children are not yours. Like I couldn't. But if you, you said if, that. but if you follow, I don't know how much you do because I, I think it, I think a church should be pretty active in in all these issues, exposing the the light, mm -hmm. uh, exposing the evil of of the, exposing the uh, fruitful works of darkness. But um, yeah. So and that's the mentality in the school district. If you tell, well, they're they're you know our children just as much as yours. We're mm -hmm. going to educate them the way we want to. We yeah. don't want the parents to educate. We'll handle that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're seeing. This big this big pushback of down your throat slamming this this perverted curriculum this this perverted lifestyle mm -hmm. and um the p schools are becoming more bold and more brazen mm -hmm. and capitulating to the to this huge agenda mm -hmm. and so they don't want them to opt out mm -hmm. they that's the whole point is they mm -hmm. want to indoctrinate mm -hmm. all the kids and i've seen i've seen videos like maybe you have two of underground videos and stuff of them like yeah we want to get these kids early yeah, we yeah, yeah no, i've seen that yeah, yeah. there's a lawsuit here in California, I forgot what school district did it. I mean, there's one down the street in Escondido. There's a lawsuit right oh, now yeah. because the teachers were told you cannot talk to the parent about parents the transgender about yes or transitioning tra transitioning yeah. orientation nothing. They can't talk it's about ridiculous. that. And the and the Escondido school district parents and I, I, I'm, this is a middle school, so it's not elementary school. We're like you're asking us to break our your very own policies because mm -hmm. we're supposed to have integrity and honesty with the parents, but you're telling us to not tell them about these things and to literally use the opposite pronouns than the than the students prefer right. when speaking to them. I'm like. That just sounds like a lot of work. I got to remember yeah. the child's preferred name to not use it in no. the, right. Like I got to remember two names and two two different pronouns. It's ridiculous. One we're talking to the parents. One we're talking to the to the children. So there's a lawsuit in Escondido. There's another one where there was a leaked uh, audio recording of teachers going to some sort of conference and coming back and and basically saying yeah. that. And that ended up leaking. And a kid was transi social transitioning. Mom got threatened CPS on them, pulled mm -hmm. the kid out of school, went to a different school, I think a private school, or a different mm -hmm. school, and they're back to using their regular pronouns and they don't yeah. identify as this. And that, well, that's how they go after the parents. You know, we're going to call protective services yeah. on you. Yeah. And so what, to answer your question, what we're seeing is this huge push to try to indoctrinate kids. And when parents are here, you, you learned what today? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the Armenian group and the Muslims, yeah. they're, yeah. they're not going to stand for it either because yeah. this is, you're talking about kids now. Yeah. It'd be better for you to not been born yeah. than to lead one of these little ones ones astray yeah. and have yeah. a millstone hung around your neck. Mm -hmm. And so, and at what point does the church become more vocal yeah. and say, "Hey, listen, not on our watch. We're not gonna we're not gonna allow this." Yep. Um, I, I don't think we should be political. We're not a political movement, but we should be a spiritual influence. Yes. And that's going to go into all areas. Yes. Can you imagine if we have more people on the school boards? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's good. And getting That's the good. right information into, into the schools as much as possible. And I know people always say, well, it's a, it's a losing battle. Well, all I know is I'm supposed to do battle until he returns mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and bring the light wherever I can. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't live like that. Mm -hmm. You know, haven't you read revelation? We, right. you know, just let it all happen. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's not, well, make I, sense. I, and this is where I, my opinion is, I think we 
and by we, I just, I just mean we, we can say we as the the capital C church, right? Or conservatives, and I know there's overlap between conservatives and the capital C church. I think we've dropped the ball in not being more clear with casting vision, mm. and then we just become reactionary. True. So now yep. instead of saying this is God's design, we're going to demonstrate God's design. Mm-hmm. We're going to have godly men and women on these school boards. We're going to have people that are influencing this and building new culture, kingdom culture. Now we're so behind the eight ball that we're just reacting. We're just right. being reactionary. And conservatives tend to just be reactionary instead of leading and casting vision. True, true. Yeah, instead of don't do this, don't do this, don't yes. do this. And so what should we be doing? Yeah. How about you? How about how about we Both. lead by what we should be doing mm-hmm. and being a clear demonstration of what does it mean to live a life that's devoted to Jesus and the and the 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 reality of that instead mm-hmm. of just correcting because we're so behind the eight ball. I think we honestly, I think conservatives and Christians oftentimes struggle with casting vision mm-hmm. and, and leading in the sense of media art, communicating truth, right? Lead the way, lead the yeah. way, be the head, not the tail. Right. And so I think that, that that's a lot of times why we're here. And it's so important. Why now more than ever that the, the word of God needs to be preached undiluted. Yeah. Not candy coated. Yeah. This yep. is the time to say, you know, thus saith the Lord yeah. right here. Yeah. I think you, you could push back on this if you want to. I think this is a influence of fundamentalism. If you look at like the last hundred years, you had like a, a, a split between neo-evangelicals like Rick, uh, not Rick Warren, uh, like Billy Graham. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then you had the more of the fundamental side, like the Jerry Falwells mm-hmm. and the fundamentalists were the ones that were like, no, like we're going to leave the cities. We're going to leave the institutions. We're going to, we're going to leave culture. We don't want to engage in science. We don't want to engage in math. Yeah. We don't want to engage in academia. We don't want to engage in the arts. We don't want to engage in music. And I think some of this fundamentalism has mm. bled over into, I think we would probably identify as neo-evangelicals, right? Mm. Probably closer in the line of a Billy Graham. And, and we forfeited a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the word fundamental, fundamentalist started in 1904 when R.A. Torrey released his fundamentals of the mm. Christian faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's developed into what people think a hard, rigid, mm-hmm. unloving, yeah. you know, Bible thumping fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. And the Jerry Falwell Liberty University, you know, um, and the thought was, but he did a lot as far as action too, you know, engagement, political engagement, things like that. Yeah. But it was to pull out of culture because it's bad. Mm-hmm you know, pull out of all these areas right. because it's, it's bad versus being the influence inside of those yeah, areas. That's right. That's right. Um, so I, I totally agree with that. But at what point, you know, it's not like, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go be in so I can make an influence. Right. Right. right you know, right, there's, right, right. there's yeah, obviously there, there's lines. Yeah. There's lines. You can't in, be a meth dealer for Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Can't be an only fans model for Jesus. Right. Yeah. And we've, <laughs> we've got people at our church are screenwriters for Hollywood. Yeah. That would be, you know, that would be tough. Uh huh. Um, producers and, yeah. and camera camera equipment yeah. operators and things in, like in that. terms of your church. Mm-hmm. So then, what, how do you navigate that, those conversations? It depends where if they ask me for advice, mm-hmm. like on what movie or. But you're not sitting them down for church discipline. No, oh, of course you read not. the no. credits to some crazy. <laughs> movie yeah, well, I, would, I probably wouldn't watch the movie to see the credits, but yeah. if they come up and they tell me something that that I don't agree with, I'll, I'll share it with them. But just because somebody's a screenwriter, because yeah. they're, they're on a strike right now, because yeah. we're close to Hollywood, about sixty miles, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Just praying for him, praying for him to get his job, and another guy's on cameras, production companies. Yeah. I don't know what to what degree, mm-hmm. you know. But if I they were to tell me, yeah. the chosen versus some sure. But you, but what I'm saying is, it wouldn't be the same as someone in your church that you know is sleeping. Oh right, w- with their boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah. they would probably be up for church discipline or some sort of 
confrontational yeah, correction. Right, depends how often they go to the church. Are sure. they involved? Sure, sure, I sure. mean, if the church, if the screenwriter, if he's writing and writing ungodly, right. you know, then we'd have to have a discussion for right. sure and right. find out where, where's your where's your head at here? Yes. What's going on here? And yes. try to, that's why we we usually don't like a just have a blanket statement. Of, we every individual, even divorce and separation. Mm-hmm. I mean. What are the different scenarios going on mm-hmm. with abuse, addiction mm-hmm. uh, versus just, oh, yeah, you know, stick with it no matter what mm-hmm. versus or divorce. Yeah, you're OK to divorce. Looking at every situation. So that's yeah. what we would do in that case. Is yeah. Just look at the situation. Yeah. The, 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 the details in that in yeah. that situation. No, that's good. And I think, yeah, I think I think it's interesting in terms of our lack of engagement with media, because I think that's how we get. That's how we end up here. True. That's how yeah. we end up here is, yeah. is we end up in a culture where. It is supposed to be a quote unquote pluralistic, tolerant culture, mm-hmm. right? Multiple perspectives, multiple faiths. Unless you believe so, in Jesus. Unless you believe in God, Jesus. Yeah. Because the 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 false narrative is that Christians are the dominant group, right? Yeah. The, the Christians are the dominant group. This is the dominant paradigm. This is this is the culture as it is. We live in a Western patriarchal, mm-hmm. you know, culture. And but we don't. We really don't. And right. so you, you have kind of opposing groups talking past each other, not even realizing, okay, where's the line? Like where, do, I don't think anyone's expecting, um, I- expecting the world to coddle Christians. No, not at all. Yeah. I think we're just expecting, Hey, don't ask us to coddle you and indoctrinate our kids and whatever teaching you want. Right. Like what happens in your bedroom is up to you, but don't try to bring it into the schools. Right. And influence and teach the children. That's what they're, that's what this huge agenda is. It's just pushing yeah. this demonic. I have no yeah. other word for it. Yeah. You know, this, yeah. this whole push in our, I mean, you got the white house with the big rainbow yeah. flag and, yeah. and fire stations in our area. You got to raise yeah. that rainbow flag. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what does it have to do with anything? I think it's, there's a thin line that people conflate between accepts, acceptance and affirmation. Yeah. That's I think it. if you're not a Christian um, and you are same attracted and mm-hmm. you want to, that's what you choose to do. I think I feel like most Christians will say, "Okay, I fine. What you do in your bedroom is is what you do in your bedroom. And then but but the issue goes, no, 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 you have to affirm what I'm you don't Mm -hmm. just think I got to accept it. You have to affirm it and you got to say it's good. You got to say it's equal. You got to say it's the same as a heterosexual covenantal marriage and tell your kids about it and And see if they want to switch. Yeah. See if they're are they really a girl? I mean, that that, that gets. They just keep pushing. That's why I think people don't realize it's not like Christians, you're out for this Christians. You're, no, we're, we're trying to hold a line yep. that's been established. How I mean, it's been established forever. Yeah. This is God's line and yep. you're the ones pushing, yep. especially when it comes to little kids. And so we're the ones pushing back because right. you're pushing past a, a line that, that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm hoping that we would push the line forward in terms of what godly family looks like mm-hmm. in terms of right. what, the way God designed it and the benefits of the way that God designed it. And right. the, the, like the, the practical aspect of God's design, not just for, for, for marriage, marriage. Yes, absolutely. One man, one woman marriage, that's the way, but how do we care for our elderly? How do we care for the single moms? How do we care for other people? I, I was reading in, I think it's first Timothy four. Is it first Timothy four, first Timothy five. And Paul is basically laying out this like, this this interesting I don't know how else to call it but like a a, a welfare system mm-hmm, yeah. on on the strength of you taking care of your own exactly right and and the the, the verse that I, I kind of come to memory is he who does not provide for his need for the needs of his family specifically his immediate family is worse than a non-believer and has denied the faith right, right? but the context of that passage is about widows who over fifty over fifty. Yeah. 
uh, who need who 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 don't yes, have yes. anyone to take care of yeah. them. And he's saying, look, like you take care, like mm-hmm. your family should be taking care of them. Right. And if she's if she wants to get remarried because she's still burning, I think right. she thinks it's passion or burning with desire. Let her remarry. Right. The widows that are uh, have family members, let them take care of them. Right. But the ones that have nothing. But the ones that have nothing, yeah. let the church take care of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's this beautiful picture of a, a welfare system of yes. sorts. I know that word even sounds weird saying it because the welfare system kind of gets a, a bad yeah. rap. But it's like laid out in terms of how we are to handle it in scripture. Right. Yet. I don't know if that's what Christians are known by. Like, I don't know if we're mm. known by the folks that one, take care of our household and know, and provide to take care of our a multi-generational household. Yeah. And, and then also, um, and, and then take care of the widows who mm-hmm. don't have anyone to take care of them and the church doing those sorts of things. Right. Yeah, I mean, I know we do that in all areas. You got to make sure it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no other family members and, and helping yeah. uh, those in need. And that's, I mean, that's right, because if we're always just pounding the pulpit and and truth and, you know, condemning, but we never, people never see the fruit of that behavior, you know, it's definitely going to push them away. But at the same time, I know a lot of people like, well, just show, just, just live out the gospel. Don't preach it. Mm. You know, just, just care and love for people while, while, while the nation's going to hell in a handbasket, largely because we're not saying something. Yes. So that balance is. And both. Yeah, it's and both. That balance is, is it's difficult, and, and it's also difficult. And I will acknowledge that oftentimes you don't want to showcase and market and PR your good works. No, no, that's true. <laughs> right. Like I don't like I don't put my family on on social media. No, me. I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't highlight. I'm with you. My 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 no. my relationship with my kids. But the interesting part is when I talk to single men who love Jesus and want to have a family, they often say why don't you like, I, we need to see more know, yeah. of that. So it's this interesting tension of like, yeah, like I already get enough unwanted yeah. attention in public. I don't need my wife to then be at yep. the grocery store and someone wants to take a picture with her, right. you know, right, or, or right. whatever. So it's a, it's an interesting tension. And I also don't want to just flaunt my works before the world. Yet right. I'm also aware that the world oftentimes needs to, to, needs to see it. So how do, how do we it's probably the that? heart, you know, like, Hey, here's my selfie in front of the homeless shelter. Right, 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 right. right. My, you know, right. It's, I think it's the heart. And if God prompts you to share something and put something on social media, it has to do with the motives, the heart is, yeah. is God prompting you or is, uh, you know, wanting your works to be sure. seen before men. Sure. So that's really more of an issue of the heart in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, and I'm working through that. Like I'm really trying to process, yeah. process that in, in real time in terms of, I, I don't. I don't really want to put my kids on social media yet. I understand the guys who are into Andrew Tate because of mm. the Bugatti, you know, and the yeah. top G and all this stuff actually really want a family and really want a healthy yeah. marriage. True. And they, but they don't always see that from That's their That's a leaders, good point because you know? if they're not seeing it, they're, they're getting it from, you know, the secular world, yep. YouTube and Andrew yep. Tate. And yeah. Which is always going to be a more materialistic, superficial yeah. version than what we were really after. What we're really after is some degree of flexibility, some degree of financial freedom, some yeah. degree of being able to lead our homes the way Christ leads the church, right? Like that's ultimately, I think what men are after, but when that's not seen as much or the version that's seen of it is this very like cookie cutter yeah. Ned Flanders uh the Duggars right oh, which yeah, is yeah. now a whole another controversy with them and, and the homes yeah. and, and like that that's the rep like we have that representation in culture as Christians like that no, yeah. that sounds like a bad rap the bad hat yeah you made me think on that because it is good to uh for people to see what a normal family looks like not perfect yeah but uh but normal and healthy and yeah. functional but 
I think that's the hard part is because when when you speak the truth, you have a lot of people. Not all my followers are friends. Yeah. Same with you. Yep. 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 yep and yep. that's kind of maybe I live too much in that fear because um, of, of for that very reason. Mm-hmm. You know, the ministry can really destroy uh, the those underneath you, under your care, if they're not prepared. Yes. Yes. They're not ready for, you know. They're not ready for the strays. Right. And the, and the, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, you mentioned the chosen earlier. And we talk, we talk about folks who are in your church that work in media and Hollywood and stuff right. like that. They've been under fire recently for the flying and Q flag, which once the details kind of came out, it was an independent contractor on his own personal equipment, always has mm. his own flag on it. How do you, how, what, do you what do you make of all that? Well, I actually just released the whole thing on it on YouTube and Rumble, my Rumble and YouTube page, and talked about this in length. Uh, but the short version is... Um, <sighs> I, I, I mean, if I can just speak freely, of course. I mean, obviously that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate Dallas and uh, Jenkins and the chosen. I mean, I can't find anything where, I, I'm, you know, doctrinally mm-hmm. because they have artistic liberty. Like when I preach, I mean, Jonah could have looked like this and mm-hmm. the well could have looked like this or the big fish and he could have been thrown. You know, you, you paint your own, even sure. the best Bible teachers on the planet paint their own. Yep version of what's going on in their mind. The woman yeah. at the well, the well, four foot high, mm-hmm. 16, six feet in a diameter in the body, you know, and so that's all they're doing. So yeah. I don't, I personally don't have anything with the creative, with license. the creative license yeah, of yeah. it. But my thought is you're making a movie about Jesus mm-hmm. and Hey, if you're LGBTQ, that's your life. So that's fine. But to bring the flag, it's kind of like in your face, mm-hmm. bombastic, arrogant, boom, pride on the set mm-hmm. of a Christian movie about Jesus. I, I, I that's what I disagree with. Mm-hmm. I would have told the guy, we love your work. Hey, you're, you're welcome here as an independent contractor, but that really sends the wrong message mm-hmm. to have that flag mm-hmm. on this set. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, but yeah, what do you, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think what you're saying is very reasonable. Yeah. I think Dallas's response is also very reasonable. Yeah, it was, you know? it was a hey, good like, response. We're not going to police everybody. Yeah. We're not going to tell people what they can and can't do, especially it, it is different when it's an employer employee relationship right. versus it's an independent contractor. I also could see like the, the the flip side of that is just that that could be that can get really weird really fast. Well, but we end we hire independent contractors a lot, and we say, hey man, you can't be drinking here on the job site. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, not going to be playing ACDC and Metallica. Just we get kids. <laughs> and so I think because you're hiring them, yeah. and you can set the standard mm-hmm. on which the environment, especially a movie about the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So all, again, I appreciate Dallas's words. I see where he's coming from. That would be a hard. That'd be a hard one to to, to navigate, yeah. and he did yeah. well. Yeah, but I I I would have handled this a year ago yeah. and said, "Oh, hold on a minute, that's kind of brazen." Yes. like you you can we we're still hiring you, even yeah. though we know about your lifestyle because yeah. we love you, we appreciate you. Yeah, but you're not going to take that a step further and put this sign of perversion, sexual perversion, on the set of the chosen. Yeah, that me. That's do you, what I would do. Do you think that the 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 crux, like if we have to get down and pinpoint and get clarity on what the issue is? Is is the chosen is the chosen closer to a church and a ministry, or is the chosen closer to a media company for profit business that's ran by a Christian? Would we say that that's kind of where the crux of the issue is? Well, I say because of the the message, the, the content, the content. You would you kind of categorize it more as a as a ministry and as a church. Uh, the testimonies, yeah, have been huge. It's it's about the life of Christ as yes. close as possible. Yes. The, the actors, the design, the yep. following the gospels to a T mm-hmm. and it's, it's the gospels being lived out on film. Mm-hmm. So to me, it just doesn't even, 
makes sense. So I think he got away with it so long, didn't want to address it. You know, I've been there. Hey, I don't want to address this. this. Mm-hmm. And now that it came out, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been here a while. We kind of let him do his thing. And mm-hmm. I don't just, dis- I'm not going to like, oh, forget Dallas and, and how sure. people are saying some mean things. Sure. Like he handled it like a business owner should mm-hmm. handle it. But to me, more than a for-profit company, it is um, an incredible ministry with incredible testimonies yeah. and incredible outreach that is really bringing the life of the Word of God to life. And that really just sends the wrong message. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I think if Dallas was, and I feel like he said something to the extent of like, if he could have, they would have caught it in the edit. In, in the edit. Right? Yeah. Well, but see, but that tells me I would have caught it before it even started a year ago. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my point. Now that it... I wish we would have caught it in the edit. Well, that tells me it's still okay to be on the set. Mm-hmm. My whole point is I wouldn't even have it on the set. Yeah. It's yeah. like, because you're making this beautiful movie of Jesus dying on the cross for the sin of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now we're and and that, that's a, that's a, that's a sign of sexual perversion, deviance, mm-hmm. pride in God's face mm-hmm. on my camera, everything, every single filming. Now, maybe I'm too, you know, I don't, I'm black and white, you mm-hmm. know? So, but yeah. that's, that's how I would, I would address it. I think, I think, I think I, I understand where you're coming from. I think that the tricky part becomes now with, now this, what do you do? with yeah. this all or nothing thinking, the chosen is, I mean, literally getting categorized with Target and Bud Light. Yeah, no, that's not good. No. Right? Yeah. And we would go, okay, we could disagree on if a flag yeah. should have been on the set, right? And I even said that. I go, I, I wouldn't, I'm still going to have my kids right. watch it. I'm, I'm, I've, I went through it. This is what I... Uh, I went through it. I had, a, I remember the first episode, I had a piece of big, you know, those notebook papers yes. and a pencil. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do a podcast and yeah, critique yeah. this thing. Yeah. Not, I'm a whole, like, not a whole lot to critique. I'm like three, three, three episodes. I'm like, man, yeah. uh, this is incredible. Yeah. I'm being touched. Tears yeah. are, and then of course you get the negative Nellies and, oh, you're, you know, this and that, yeah. and, you know, because sure. we're supporting it. Sure. Um, but no, I wouldn't let that stop me from, I'm I think supporting. it was an honest mistake. Yeah. Um, and maybe from his vantage point, you know, he, he would have, did the same thing, but I, I don't think that's enough to, because all of us have cracks in the armor. Sure. You know, come follow me around for a month. Yep. Yeah. You know, where, where are you going to, sure. you know, throw yeah, the baby I, out I, the bathwater? I guess I see it more from the perspective of a creative that when I'm making music, for example, I'm trying to make the very best product possible as right. efficiently as possible. So the gentleman that mixes my music is a non-Christian weed smoking. Right. Palestinian who has serious issues with Israel. Right. And I just went to Israel in October right. and we had some tense conversations, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, I was, I was all over. And it's a good ministry opportunity for you too. Right. Right. But yeah. uh, m- m- my thing would be if any, if I tag him in something mm-hmm. on Instagram, people can easily go and look up oh, yeah. his gram and he's smoking weed. Yeah. If he has a, a pal- Palestinian flag on there, right. All these different things. Are, are, are very close parallel, but me tagging him in something and saying, I got the best engineer in San Diego possible because I yep. want to make the best product possible mm-hmm. onto the glory of God. I think people can take it and conflate it in the same True. way. So yeah. Ruslan, what are you saying? You're endorsing the cannabis industry now? Yeah. Yeah. No. Are you endorsing Palestine? No. No, not at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. they, they did the homework to follow up. Right. So to me, the chosen would be like that man sitting on your set smoking the, the skunk. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been in the studio with him and, and, you know, stuff like that. But I I probably wouldn't post something like that. But if he were to post something mixing my music, you know, and there's a Palestinian flag and a lot of weed smoke, you know, I may even reshare it. You know, I may even reshare it on my story. And I I would hope that people would understand the nuance in that resharing it, which 
which to your point, probably not yeah. the wisest thing to do. Right. It's probably, I would hope people would see that sharing it is not the same as endorsing it. Exactly. That's why I think with Dallas, not the wisest thing to do, yes. I agree, but not to where, yes. ah, target, right. same as target. No, yeah. it's just, okay. Well, or maybe he, I'm not, see, I, I told somebody this the other day, I wasn't in his position. Mm -hmm. it, what did he have to hire? This is the only guy available, the best work possible. Yeah. And then the flag came up and he didn't know what, like, we just got to offer some amount of grace yeah. too. Yes. Cause and I, then, I too, and to be fair, I have no idea what it's like to run an operation no, that, that big, big no. or to build media that big. No. Yeah. Because it's totally different than what we do here. There's no one on these cameras right now. I'm controlling everything from a stream deck. True. True. When you're talking about hundreds of people, extras, sets, all that stuff. I don't even, that's just yep. so above my pay grade. I have no idea. And we've had a call, works. you know, I won't go into a lot of detail, but we've had to call a emergency sound guy in. That I, I know he's not a Christian mm -hmm. and he's doing our soundboard yep. Yep. for a Wednesday night service. Yep. yep. I mean, I'd rather err on the side of we have sound yeah. and we have media yep. than, oh, this guy's not a Christian. Yeah. So if he would have showed up with, <laughs> with, the, with the LGBT flag on his hat. Or there was a small patch on his jacket. Yeah. What would you have? Three inch patch on his jacket. He comes in with one of those bomber jackets. There's a LGBTQ flag. You guys needed somebody to go in there. How do you, do you tell him to take the jacket I probably off? pull him off the side and say, hey man, I don't know if that sends the right message. We, yeah. We're glad we hired you and stuff, but we got to be sensitive to, yeah. you know, where we're at. We're here in church. Yep. And uh, yeah, what, what, if he, what if he goes, sorry, man, like this is my identity. I'm here to serve you guys. And <laughs> what do you do? Do you send him home? Well, fortunately it hasn't happened. Okay. I'm I, just, I'm, I'm playing hypotheticals here. Well, if he started getting attitude and prideful, then, yeah. you know, that would be, if another. he showed his pride. Yeah. He showed his pride. <laughs> showed his pride. Um, I don't know. I'd have to cross that bridge. Yeah, when I get to it. Yeah. It's that's, hard. I, that's what I meant it's by hard. Dallas. So, it, yeah. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I feel for Dallas. Cause I don't know how I would no, approach that conversation. Absolutely not. Cause people could pick apart. Yeah. Um, gosh, we've done things in the past where people, uh, and is it legally, how does it work legally? Right. Like, well, on a, yeah, you can't, you have to hire him. You can't you can't discriminate because of sexual preference and right. things like that. So you, he's absolutely can be a cameraman. Yeah. But then to take it and put his flag on it, yeah. that's where you know you kind of cross the line. He might Dallas might have in his policies and procedures, you know, our definition of marriage, and and you're actually go, you're breaking policies and procedures by yeah. this flag. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I don't technically. I don't, so yeah, I don't, knows, I don't think he does have that in the procedures from the way he articulated. But it's tricky. It's it tricky. Yeah. But I, I I think I would have, and I think Dallas would probably agree with me. I would have definitely not had that in the edit true and i think that just would have saved a bunch of hoopla absolutely but i also know dallas has always been very forthright and guys we we don't hire just christians there's a lot of atheists yeah. there's a lot of lgbtq yeah. people that that work here so you know i think i was thinking i was talking to him about coming on and checking yeah, yeah, out yeah. the show and so i think in, in that conversation he was very transparent and yeah. like yeah like you can come you can pull up and while we're filming and all that kind of right. stuff but like right you're not going to be walking up on jonathan getting an interview here <laughs> you sure. know yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. in his own people are I mean, working it's not you much know? different than we had a our new roof done on the church mm -hmm. or scout and you invite the people to church you give mm -hmm. them cds you mm -hmm. give them the book you minister yep, to yep, them yep, while yep, they're yep. there yep Yep. You know, that's good. All right. Uh, Pastor Shane, any final words, any final thoughts? How can they check you guys out? The name of the church, where are you guys? It's, all that yeah, it's stuff? Westside Christian Fellowship. Westside. Westside. Yeah, Westside <laughs> Christian Fellowship. Uh, or my website, ShaneEidelman.com, uh, about an hour north of Los Angeles. Um, but the only final word would be just giving people hope that, yeah, it's dark right now. It's confusing. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But if we begin to seek God like never before, get back into the, the prayer and the fasting and holiness and repentance and God's looking for that broken and contrite heart. He's going to move through those types of people. Mm. You plus God is the majority. Yeah, that's good. You just have to make sure he's on your side yeah. with these biblical principles that, that 
um, that have been around. What's what's a verse? You know, choose the old path mm. and go back to. to it. We don't need a new work or a new method or a new protocol or a new mm. type of church growth program. We need to get back to seeking the heart of God like never before. For not being in a hurry. Mm. You know, we start our services at six in the morning. Uh, we have worship on from six to seven thirty. Then we go into prayer. Then we go into our services. Mm-hmm. And so encouraging people to to just come and not be in a hurry and wait wait before the Lord and, mm. and seek Him. So there, there's I have great hope because yeah. uh, in, in the darkest of moments, that's when God revives His people yep. if so, if we truly seek Him. Westside Christian Westside Westside Christian Fellowship dot org Fellowship dot org. And how many services? Uh, you guys uh, have? we have we have well the six a.m. is just uh, worship, but then uh, eight thirty and eleven. So two services on Sunday, Wednesday nice. night. 6 p.m. as well. Awesome. And Saturday nights, we did one Saturday night. We do Saturday night usually once a month. Okay. We call it Ren the Heavens. Yep. Isaiah, oh God, would you rend the heavens and, and come and visit your Very people. Cool. And then I'll be in Idaho speaking on okay. this topic of revival and nice. different places. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Check out Pastor Shane, Westside Christian Fellowship. We'll have all that linked up below. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great to be here. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.